What's going on, guys? James Camacho here. This is Kicking It With Camacho. I'm back in New York City. Back in the New York groove. Um, I was on the road for a week. I was in Vegas. I was in L.A. Um, had a pretty crazy week. We'll recap it. Um, but first off, I got to thank um, our Patreon members. We got some new ones, by the way. We are at, we have a, a – oh, God, how many do we have now? We have nine total Patreon members. That is incredible, dude. Nine people give a fuck about what I have to say? woo Um, Yeah, so I want to thank our new members, Amy Chen. La-la-la-la. Uh, we got here, oh, I hope I'm saying this right. Um, please forgive me. Reshma Sanyal. God, I hope I hope I say that. I hope I said that right. Uh, Su Chin Ye. And then also thank you to uh, the recurring members. Eric Kim, Erica QQ, Zach Robles, Shamari Linton. Um if you guys don't already, please sign up for the Patreons. Five bucks a month. You get my stand-up clips earlier. You get uh, Patreon episodes. You get the podcast early. And uh, whatever shit I'll think of in the future to make exclusive to you. We're at nine. That's incredible. We need one more for, for double digits. That's pretty pretty wild. Um, thank you guys for your support. Um, thank you guys also that aren't signing up for the Patreon and are just watching the podcast on YouTube. I mean, you know, one of my goals is to get the qualified watch hours, uh, the qualified amount of watch hours to monetize my channel. And we're kicking ass, man. We're about 1,077 hours of 3,000. Now, may that, 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 that may sound pretty far off, but I think even last week we are only at a we just hit a thousand like a week or two ago, so we got about seventy new hours in the last week, which is still pretty good. You know, we got a long ways to go, but um, I appreciate it, man. I mean, seventy hours in the last in like a week or two is is uh, pretty impressive. So, thank you guys again for your support. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, let's let's recap uh, where the hell I've been. Um, I hope you got a a good Halloween. I hope you had a good. Um, Oh, my God. What else do we have here? What's uh, election day or something? Right. Did you go out and vote? Did you get your sticker? Did you put it on your on your on your heart? And did you did you walk around proud? I did something. I contributed to society. You know what I hate? I hate when people have like regular nine to five jobs and um, they'll give people who are in show business or in the arts or entrepreneur shit. They'll be like, well. You are an entrepreneur. You're working for yourself. You're a selfish, uh, you're a selfish prick. I got a 95. I'm contributing to society. You ever hear that from someone? I'm contributing. I'm part of the cog. I'm makes. I'm what makes the world go round. God, that's the worst, man. You know? Why don't you be a like? I've I've had people tell me, "Oh, you're a comedian. <laughs> why don't you just why don't you become a functional part of society, huh?" Why are you going for your dreams, dickwad? Dude, honestly, man, I'm gonna say this, and uh, don't take this the wrong way. Uh, don't don't call nine one one. Don't don't uh don't reach out. But um, if I don't make it in comedy, I don't think I could go to like a normal job where I'm working for someone. You know, making someone else money while slaving away. You know, 
because the thoughts crossed my mind, you know, what if I don't make it? I'm like 40, you know, and I got to pay my bills and uh, money isn't coming in. I'm either going to have to move out of New York to some shitbox place, get a roommate at 40. Or I'm going to have to get like a real job. Like, what if I have a family and they're like depending on me and I didn't make it in comedy, you know? Can I do that? I don't think I can. I don't think I could literally go apply for a job online, take the time, do a CV, go in for a couple of interviews, pretend to be a company guy. Oh, you know, like, uh, here's how I work well in a group. Arr! You know, be all peace. I, it's too late for me. I can't be in a human sources, human sources, human resources, politically correct environment, you know? I just I, I can't do it. I'm it's too late. I'm already 30. I've already lived all of my life being unpolitically correct, saying whatever I want, doing whatever I want. There is no way I can just shift, you know? <laughs> I literally and this is what this is what I'm saying. Don't don't call the police. Don't check up on me, but I would literally rather unalive myself. That's 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 the that's the social media way to say it without getting flagged. I would rather unalive myself than than work a regular job. I really would, you know. Or oh, actually, or someone asked me this the other day. They were like, "If you weren't doing comedy, what would you? What would you? What do you think you'd be doing?" And I literally told them, and I I mean this, I would probably either be working for like a like a trucking company, like a UPS, or I would be in a stock room, just stocking stocking shelves, you know. Because it's just that's that's something it's just mindless work, right? You have these you have because I used to do that. I used to do the stockroom stuff um, back in my Macy's days when I used to work at Macy's. You just get all the you, you know you show up you show up at nine a.m. You have all these crates, right? These uh what is it called cradles, ladles, cradles like those. God, what's the word? Anyways, it's just like a big pallet. You have the pallet of like all these boxes, right? These shoe box. I worked in the women's shoe department and the men's shoe department at Macy's for a little bit. I would get these pallets of just like uh, shipments of shoes and I would just unbox them and take the shoe boxes and I would put them in shelves all day. Like I would just go through four to like four, five, six pallets of boxes, just stacking shelves all day. That's all I had to do. And once I was done with my pallet, if I still had time left, like, like, you know, my, on my shift, I could just screw around, do whatever I want. And that was great. I just put my headphones in and I just, just plowed through, you know? And, uh, I would rather do that and make shit money than have to, you know, like, oh God, like have, have meetings with people that I don't care about, pretend like I give a fuck about the company, you know? Oh God. I have a friend. It's so crazy. Cause he used to be in a band in college. He used to be in this like kind of like punk hardcore band and you know like he got older he's uh domesticated now i think he's like about to be married or something he's got a long-term relationship and he's just got a normal job and he's in a labor union and all he talks about is his union you know like oh my union went out to the picnic last week oh that's a uh we did a union job you know oh my union my union my union it's just like oh god could you sound more like a fucking uh you know, pawn in society, you know, could just set like it's it's depressing because he used to be a crazy guy. He used to do, do, do you know, do uh, he used to be like a lead singer in a band. 
He used to get hammered and run around the street naked. And he's now he's talking about his union. He's talking about his hours. He's talking about punching in for OT and uh, uh, pay time off. PTO. Woo! Man, people with real jobs love PTO, right? God. I'm going to stick my penis in some PTO. Anyways. I know I'm I'm probably alone on this because I'm the one guy with the creative job. I'm the entrepreneur. Most people go through this, so I'm you know, in a way I'm shitting on most people, but I don't know. It's depressing. What am I even talking about? Wasn't I supposed to talk about Vegas? <laughs> How did we get on this tangent? Anyways, so last weekend I was in Vegas. I was headlining in Las Vegas. How awesome is that? I did this club called the Comedy Cabaret. At the Westgate. And uh, I told you guys the last podcast I did. By the way, I hope you guys are enjoying this. I feel a little rusty. You know, I'm used to doing the podcast every week, but I backlogged the last episode. And I, I feel feel like, you know, I'm shaking the cobwebs off a little bit, you know, brushing the dust, getting the dust off, you know. But, um, yeah, I was telling you guys last week I was a little scared about the, doing the casino crowds in Vegas because a lot of times they're old and whack. And uh, let me tell you, let me tell you, I was uh, pretty right. I was spot on. So we did shows Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right? Monday, I fly out. I just want to get in a day early. You know, I don't want to fuck around, miss a show because, you know, as old and white as these uh, shows are, they pray. They pray. I'm so Asian. My L's and R's. I can't get them right. They pay a lot of money, right? So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to risk losing any any moolah. So, uh, coffee, baby, cocaine. I um I fly in early Monday. Um, I get in, and um, it's pretty. It, it, another thing too, it's like when you're doing um when you're working for the hotel, like as talent in the the casinos, they treat you pretty well. So at the airport, I had a guy pick me up in like uh like an Escalade, which is pretty cool, you know. You know, I leave I leave the gate and he's got, you know, I got I got the guy with the with the fucking iPad with my name on it, you know. Felt pretty cool, felt pretty special. Drives me to the hotel. I get a like a special VIP check-in. I check in, I go up, and um I immediately go to like the sports bar. I drop my shit off, I go to a sports bar, because like I think it's the World Series or like Thursday night or Monday night football going on, right? So I watch some sports, have a beer, have a cheeseburger. And uh, nothing crazy. Go to bed. Wake up the next morning. Um, I do this show. And Tuesday's show, man. Dude, I mean, I should show you guys. Um, I should post some clips from it. But it's like, if you looked into the... First off, the shows are pretty lightly attended. Tuesday, I would say this venue holds about potentially 200 people, right? So it's in this little like uh, cabaret theater... There's two floors, and if it's, like, full, you can see 200 people, right? First night, Tuesday, about 20 people, right? I'm telling you, man, if you look in the crowd of people, it's literally, like, gray heads. Like, it's just, like, it's, like, looking – it's, like, if you're, like, in, like, um, if you're flying a helicopter over, like, an Alaskan forest, and then you just see all the trees with the snow on it, you know? that That's what, it, that's what the crowd <laughs> – that's how old the crowd looked, you know? So I, I'm performing, and, like, bro, it's like, you know, I did fine, but it was just 
tough, man. Like, I don't know what it is about old people, but, like, they're so, like, like they don't really laugh. They do a lot of, like, a, ooh, ooh. Like, every punchline's like, ooh, ooh, you know? And it's like, it's like, and, like, listen, like, I don't know what it is about when you get old, but there's something, you just, they just don't like dick jokes, you know? And a lot of my act is, I guess, stick jokes. I, 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 it's funny because I had a moment at some point. I think it was a Thursday show where I was just doing my set and I was killing. And then, like, I, there was, like, six jokes in a row where I said cock. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, like you would think I'm gay with the amount of dick jokes I have in my act, you know? But they're not about dicks. Like, they're just, like, they're about different topics. And then for some reason, my punchline's phallus-related. But anyways, so... Yeah, every joke I would do. It's like my mom's uh, Chinese, my dad's Puerto Rican. Uh, that's why I look like a Pokemon master. Ooh. Like that's literally every reaction. My dad was my mom's professor in college, so I'm the extra credit. Oh, like just like like horrified. It's like what? A, this is comedy. Like, what did you think you were gonna get? You know? It's so weird. Like, at a certain point, like old people really just stop liking sex jokes. You know? Because when you're a kid, you love sex jokes, right? Like, like, or even if you're a teen, right? Someone talks about anal on stage or someone talks about dating. You're, like, laughing. But then at some something happens when you get old or when people bring up sex, you go, ugh. You know, like, why is that? Is it because you're not having sex because you're old? I guess at a certain point, you just stop banging, even if you're married, right? When, when, is it, when does it start happen? <laughs> start? When does it start happening when sex jokes just you know, make it go, oh, like what age, you know? Well, whatever age it was, that's how old these people were. So literally, I'm just doing my set and then, ooh, 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 the whole time. I want to kill myself. Um, oh, shit. I want to unalive myself. But uh, we get through it. Not too bad. It's one of those sets where I get off. I'm like, oh, man, I, uh, that was a lot of work, you know? Even the staff was like, that was funny. But like, yeah, yeah. God bless you, man. I would never want to be a comedian. And then, um, anyways, oh, I forgot to mention, so there was a house host for the shows, um, shout out to Chris Clark, my homie from, um, New York City, actually, we kind of started out together, um, we did a competition at Comics in Foxwoods, like, six, seven years ago, holy shit, I haven't seen this guy in forever, but apparently he moved to Vegas, like, a few years ago, and, um, he ended up being the host for the shows, the house MC guy, and uh, it was so good to connect with him. I forgot how much I love this guy, man. He's always got a smile, always positive, always just like, 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 just a good hang. Funny dude, too, man. He, he's a great, he's a great host, great guy, great comic. Um, go check him out, Chris, comedian Chris Clark on social media. Just a sweetheart of a guy. We got we got uh, dinner before the show every night. And then we hung up, hung out a little bit after too. The shows had some beers and uh, just a good guy. Anyway, so Wednesday shows a little better. Wednesday shows a little better, um, but still, it's like now. Now Wednesday's like half old and then like half, you know, not old, right? Like I think like the median age on Tuesday was like eighty two, and then Wednesday might have been like fifty nine. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. This is how old, like, 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 I'm performing at a retirement home, basically. I don't understand, like, like, why me? You know, like, I'm grateful for the work, 
but I'm 30. How the hell am I? You got to get a guy who does I Love Lucy jokes. You got to get some 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 Joan Rivers comic or, or a juggler. Or, or, or You can't have me talking about Tinder, talking about college apps, talking about God knows what, but social commentary, you know, talking about TikTok. Like you can't have that. In front, in, in, in front of Ethel, you know, and Beatrice, you know, you can't. So anyways, whatever, I'll take the paycheck. Hope they don't listen to this because I do want to come back. It's a, it was a good it was good money. Um, <laughs> but so Wednesday shows is better. Uh, but it's funny. It's like it's only better because the, the median age went down, you know, and then Thursday show was fucking great. And the median age was like. Ah, still not young, but like maybe 40, right? We had some actually like non-grayhead people. We had some children in there. I saw some Jordans in the crowd. It was great, right? And uh, Thursday show was like, like I said, it was fantastic for, for many reasons. One, we had a couple uh, guest spots. We had Harrison Greenbaum, who was on America's Got Talent. He dropped in, did his set. Harrison's a great comic. He murders. Then my buddy Chris James from... Um, Previously from New York, now lives in L.A., came by. He's also from America's Got Talent. He does, like, voiceover on the Harry Potter video games. He comes in and does a set. So you have these superstars doing sets before me. And then James Camacho headlines with no credits. He had a fucking cameo on um, FBI. He, uh, he wrote an Escalade and bombed on Kevin Hart's LOL Network. He got yelled at by Jay-Z in a music video. Here's your headliner, right? Talk about, talk about, <laughs> talk about downhill. But um, no, it was great. Thursday night, best shows. I mean, uh, just from beginning to end. It was one of those sets where like as soon as I started, um, it was effortless. Just having fun, telling my jokes, adding lines, trying new stuff. Next thing you know, you, I, I, had the, I got the light, show was over, and... Um, we ended up, uh, we ended on a bang for sure, man. And um, so just shout out to Comedy Cabaret Las Vegas. Shout out to anyone um, that came to the shows as that, you know, I've converted into a fan that may be listening. Um, and also shout out to the old people. I was, I was, I'm kind of joking. It wasn't as tough as, as it sound. I make it sound. It was actually good. It's just like, <sighs> I, I, I got nothing against old people, but, you know. It's like talking to my mom. And I don't mean because the age. I mean because, like, the, the language barrier, you know? It's like there's just some things. Like, it's just generational gaps, man. It's like if I'm, the way I talk to everything, it's just not going to translate right. I mean, if you think about comedy. Okay, so if you're 80, what, what era of comedy is that? Like, the 40s, 50s, 60s? It's like you probably grew up on, like, you know, one-liners and, like, you know, non-sequiturs and, like, just just uh, slapstick stuff, you know? Oof. I don't know. Now comedy is all just about, like, you know, being natural, being you, being authentic, you know? And, um, I mean, you just see the stuff back in the day. It's like no one's, like, no comedian's, like, being themselves. They're being, like, characters, you know? I don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't know shit about comedy from the 60s, you know? I'm not really that versed on uh all I know is that they were going, ooh, the whole time. And I, I got nothing against old people. I, I hate to sound like an ageist, you know. But, um, yeah, good times. Um, and then here's the fun part. So after my shows in Vegas, I go to L.A. for the weekend. Um, I did a couple shows Friday, Saturday. 
But uh, the big thing was that I went to a Chargers game, a Los Angeles Chargers game on Sunday, and uh, I got like a fucking insane hookup, dude. I got like on-field sweet seats, like free food, free buffet, VIP entrance, free drinks, just just crazy hookup. Like literally, I'm literally like like where the football players are on the sidelines. I'm like right behind that, like field level, dude. It was it was bananas. Like I don't know how much these tickets go for. I don't even think they're available. Like I think you have to like. I think the thing with like um, these suites is like you have to buy the suite or like a company buys the entire suite and then like, you know, they just have people come to the game if they want to fluff them. That's basically what it was like, you know, so I don't know if you guys saw the social media post, but I posted that like uh, I was in, you know, I was at the game. I was on the field. I had this crazy hookup, you know, and uh, basically I got invited to go because I'm a quote unquote influencer i got into the influencer suite you know so not not quite celebrity status but like um you know they give these uh they have these they they, they this is sweet basically for people that are big on tiktok instagram to you know come enjoy take pictures share it and then kind of like you know spread the word i guess of the of the new charger stadium you know because i think sofi stadium is about Three years old now or something. But, uh, yeah, it was a crazy experience. I got my buddy uh, Chris James, who uh, did the show with me on Thursday, to come with me. Go look him up. Uh, I think he's Sir Chris James on the socials. Super funny guy. Super sweet man. Handsome dude. He's a model. He's been on America's Got Talent. He does voiceover. Um, He came with me. I'm happy he came with me, man, because... uh, I don't know what it is, but I had a, I, I feel like I, I felt like I had a tough time finding someone to go with. And I was feeling like insecure about it, you know, because I knew for about a couple of weeks that I was going to this thing and I knew I had an extra um, I could bring a guest if I wanted to. And I think originally when I had gotten the confirmation to do this, I think I was still with Shivani and I was just going to bring her, you know, but obviously, you know, you know, we broke up. So that's you know, that was uh, that's not a thing option and I gotta be honest man like I don't know if it's just me but like it's just one of these things that reminds me how like how lonely I am you know like I'm so anti-social I'm so isolated it's like you know and like listen like I'm going to LA and like you know I'm not from LA so obviously it will be a little harder for me to find someone with but I go to LA like I don't know five six times a year I know a lot of people that moved to L.A. Like, I don't know. I just had a lot of stress finding someone. And I was kind of had this thing in my head where it's like, man, if I don't find someone to go with me and his VIP celebrity at access to this game, how big of a loser am I? You know, <laughs> it's like it's like if someone was like, you know, hey, it's like it's like if you had t- I don't know if it's, it's like if you had like first class tickets to like um. I don't know, to like some destination. So I don't know, Hawaii or something, right? You got first class tickets and then you're trying to find people to go with and like you can't find anyone. You know, you're just like, man, do people really hate me that much? You know, like, and it's weird because like I'm pretty self-aware. It's like I'm not trying to buy people's affection, right? So what I would do is like I would ask people if they if they wanted uh, to go to the game with me. 
And I told them I had free tickets. And then, you know, a couple people were like, no. One guy was like, fuck, fuck the Chargers. That sucks. That's lame. And I just, you know, guy, so desperately in life want someone to like like me for who I am, you know? <laughs> like I I don't want people to go to the game with me because they want to, you know, get the hook up and, and be seen. But I also like I I, I I want someone to go. I just want someone to go with me because they like me. So I didn't want to tell anyone I had this crazy hookup, you know. And even Chris, who ended up coming, Chris is someone I actually I'm friends with, and like you know we 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 get along. But like even he was like, I don't know if I want to go. And then like I kind of like revealed to him like little by little, it's like, hey man, like these are really good seats. Like we're right behind the sideline, you know. We're gonna get like VIP treatment. And then as soon as I started mentioning that, he goes, you know what? Maybe maybe I can go. Maybe I can go. But. I was super happy he came with me, man. I would be, I feel like I would be really depressed if I had to end up going alone. You know, if I couldn't find a single human to go with me to that fucking game. And I got, and not to sound like a dick, but like there was one girl who I felt, I wasn't sure if she was there alone or if she was working, but she was sitting there. So we're in the suite, there's free food, there's all this shit, and there's all these influencers there. And um, there was one girl that was just by herself. And I felt bad. And I was like, maybe I should go invite her to, to like sit with us, you know. And then she disappeared. I don't know where she went after that. But um, I'm happy Chris came with me, man. Thank you so much. Shout out to Chris James for coming with me. Um, man, yeah, I I was a little stressed out about finding someone to go to that game with, but it was it was an incredible experience, man. I mean, like, I'm so lucky. I can't believe. That I, the things I've gotten to do from comedy, you know, like like I fly like like, you know, when I go to the airport, I get like Sky Club access because I fly so much now. I get bumped up to first class a lot and I'm just in, in fucking luxury and privilege. And like in like I go to these clubs and like they treat me like a king, you know, and, and it's like I get hookups to these games and like I've done these, you know. Even though I haven't done anything too crazy, I've done some TV shows where I've like you know worked with celebrities and like like you know or I've done commercials where like they get you a trailer and they they they, they just they literally it's like you're treated like a like a king like you're literally like in that like director's chair getting your makeup done and they're like you know you're they're they're doing your nails right they're massaging your feet and they're like anything you need, Mister Camacho? You're like yes, give me a a club soda please, you know like. Oh, it's so insane. And like I take it for granted all I never think about how crazy how crazy fucking awesome this can be sometimes, you know? Like, ah, oh, God. It's how why is it so hard to stay what do you call it? Not woke. Stay appreciative, I guess. We we always get so used to what we have, you know? It's so crazy. Like I went to this game. I did these shows in Vegas. You know, I got I got driven around to Escalade. I I, I flew first class. Like, why can't I be happy? Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyways, hmm. It's the curse. That's why this is this is the example of how money does not buy happiness. By the way, you know, I got this cool fucking life, and I I like I got. Wearing, wearing goddamn bathing ape like a, like a rich skateboarder, you know. Still can't crack a smile. Anyways, um, so that's that's my trip. Went to Vegas. 
did some cr- fun shows, got my face on a gigantic uh, jumbotron outside of the, the, the hotel. I didn't do anything crazy in Vegas, okay? I didn't bang any strippers. I didn't do any drugs. I was there for work. I was well-behaved. And then I went to L.A. I did some shows at The Crow. I did a teenage show at The at the Crow, which was fun. Nice, cute club. I got to send thank yous to all these people, by the way. Um, that's why I love doing this podcast. Sometimes it reminds me of the shit I have to do. I did shows at The Crow. I did shows at Flappers Comedy Club. Always a good club. Shout out to Flappers for always uh, giving me spots when I'm in town. I did a show also at... Um, Comedy Chateau, another dope spot. And then I did a show at a international hostel in Santa Monica. And um, that's it, man. I'm sorry if my life's boring. You know, I didn't go to Vegas and, you know, do cocaine off a hooker's butt or anything. Just doing comedy. Trying to fill the void of my breakup. And, um, you know. Just uh, trying to trying to be more social, trying to connect with uh, people. You know, one thing I would say the you know every time I go to L.A., you know, I I don't really go for work. I go because it's it's vacation's a weird way to put it, but it's like a networking thing. I go and do spots. I show my face. I I, I drive around. I get the nice weather. But, you know, I'm, I'm not making money, you know. When I do these spots in L.A., I'm just doing them, you know, for, for very little pay or just, you know, for free. But there's always something I, I get out of it. Like, it's a, it is a good vacation. And maybe it's a good reprieve from the city in my normal life, you know. And one thing I took away from this trip was, like, I was super, super happy to see Chris James and Chris Clark. Like, and, like, we just, like, just the, the, the camaraderie and the hang. Um... It's something I needed really desperately, man. I kind of I kind of have fallen out of touch with that ever since the breakup, you know? Like Shivani was literally my best friend, my girlfriend, my uh you know, my support system for like 4 years and uh she's gone now, so it's like um and I I got to be honest, I didn't do a good job of of keeping up with male friends or friendships in general throughout the relationship. I was it was just work and her, work and her, you know? And I forgot how how awesome it is ha- having guy friends. I mean, we have guy friends. You just, just, you know, it is a little bit whack when people go, my wife is my best friend. Whoa. It's like, it's, that's, it's, it's not the same thing. A male best friend and a, and a wife is different, man. You know, there's some things you can tell your wife that you can't tell your best bud. There's some things you can tell your best bud you can't tell your wife. You know, that's why you can't just... They're not interchangeable, you know? There's ways you can act around your, your boys. You can't act around your girl, you know? And listen, obviously my relationship didn't work out. So maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Maybe you can, and maybe I just haven't found that person yet. But, man, it was good to shoot the shit with the guys. I'm all about the guy hang now, man, you know? In a non, non-gay non way. Like, I'm all about hanging out with dudes, talking shit, and uh, just, just feeling like one of the boys again, you know? I fucking miss that, dude. Been, you know, chilling with chicks for too long. I lost my balls. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, guys, so that's my West Coast um, spiel. If you are uh, around, 
If you live in New York City, I'll be doing that show again, my headline show, Fresh Mud Blood, November 25th. Please get tickets to that. Oh, I'll be in Toronto, Canada. Um, I think it's November 17th, 18th. Let me check the calendar real quick. Yeah, 17th, 18th, come to Toronto. I got to sell some tickets. Uh, I think they're mad at me. And then uh, December 1st, 2nd, Comedy Loft, D.C., in Washington, D.C., Sunshine City Comedy Club that the week after in St. Pete Beach. And um, that will that will pretty much do it for my road dates in 2023. 2024, um, starting to book that right now. What do we have 2024? We got uh, Pittsburgh, Oregon, uh, Washington State. And uh, that's it for now. I got to sneeze. Oh, we got uh, McKinney, Texas again. <laughs> Sorry. Woo! Cocaine everywhere. Um, anyways, so guys, thanks for listening. Um, as you guys know, this is the end of the free version of the podcast. If you want the the extra 10 minutes I'm about to do right now, the remaining version of the podcast, uh, you got to sign up for the Patreon. Five bucks a month, whatever. If you want to sign up, help uh, support me. I would appreciate it. If not, I appreciate you watching this on YouTube. Even if you're on Facebook, watching it on Facebook doesn't really help me at all. But um, I just like to have it up there because uh, I know a lot of you guys, a lot of the fans are from Facebook. And I just wanted, I just want you guys to watch and, you know, just try to make it more accessible to you. Anyways, um, we'll be back next week. And um, adios. I love you guys. Peace.